everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. everyone. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today on Hop Culture. We are super grateful to all of you for listening, interacting with us on social media, and making this podcast what it is. As a small token of our appreciation, we want to give back. Today, we're offering some of our best untried and possibly untrue advice. You get what you pay for in life, and unfortunately, that applies to advice. So, you know, buyer beware. But some of it's tried. I mean, possibly. We'll see what comes out as the, we'll as the episode goes. Yeah, exactly. We call this series The Problem Solvers after an episode of 30 Rock. Um, I think we've explained the reference in previous episodes, so I won't go. You can just watch that episode if you are curious to know more. Um, but basically, we ask you guys to submit situations that you'd like us to weigh in on. Um, so if you don't follow us on Instagram already, we're at Hop Culture Pod, and that's where we usually ask for submissions for these episodes. Uh, so check that out if you want to chime in or give us feedback. Now that it's November, we had a few holiday-themed questions, so let's start with those. First up, how do I tell my parents that we don't want to come for holidays at their house anymore because we want to start our own traditions and have memories in our own home? Worried my mom will be offended. This one is tricky. I don't know. Yes, it is fraught. Um, I feel like you're asking the wrong people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Already. I think my... I know. I'm like, I haven't really had this situation just because we live far away from family. So I haven't really honestly had this experience. I have a couple follow-up questions that I would want to know because do we know if this going to their parents house is that a travel situation or do they live in the same town as their parents and they like they They just want to have i know who it is they live close to their parents that's all i'll say do you know if they have other siblings or like other family that i don't know yeah i don't know how like how much there's other siblings always going there too because I agree. If it's like the standard that like everyone gathers and you'd be the only ones, I think that's trickier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I don't know. We we live near our grandparents growing up and we would always spend Christmas with them. But it sort of felt like it was our traditions and like they, I don't know, they came over to our house they a lot. They came to our house like, a lot. Yeah. And so it was like well, our traditions, but like with grandma and grandpa involved. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Yeah, I'd never really thought about that, but you're right. That is kind of how our family did it, which we were lucky. Our grandparents were like willing to do that and to come over. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it wouldn't have been. We loved going to their house too, but yeah, they would occasionally travel to other families' houses. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I probably would start with maybe a. 
I would assume you're probably not planning on just going like, we're not going to be attending any Christmas festivities whatsoever. You know, I'm sure yeah, that it's probably like just a, like a full break from. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would just, I mean, I'm kind of assuming maybe it's like you want to do Christmas Eve on your own or you're, or you want to do Christmas morning on your own. I would just say kids, if you have kids, that's the best kind of excuse to just say like, Hey, the kids are getting older and it's getting harder to like transport everything for Christmas morning. And so I think we're going to start doing Christmas morning at our house and then we're going to come over later. Um, we think that'll just be a little bit easier for us. And so like, let us know kind of like when you want everyone to get together later on Christmas day, you know, like I would phrase it as kind of like, this is what we're going to do. So like, let us know when you want to be there for like this part that we're still going to come to and make Mm -hmm. it clear that like, you're Mm -hmm. still planning to be part of whatever you want to be a part of. And I would also say this is just because transitioning to our next question, this next question deals with being far away from family and being sad about it. So I would maybe not go like, really like, hey, we need to talk. We're not going to be coming to Thanksgiving ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, just start into like, hey, this year I think we might try this and like leave mm-hmm. it open-ended because you yeah. never know if maybe you might be like, actually kind of miss like being with my family on Christmas morning or whatever, you know. I would yeah, just take it as a very year-by-year basis like for now. I think in this day and age, we read so much about like boundaries and you have to set boundaries, but parents do not like boundaries so mm-hmm. you yeah. can't i brought just, you into this world i can take you out of it <laughs> you you have i feel like you would have to say it in a way that doesn't sound like you're placing a boundary yes but a subtle you ba- also like a have to boundary. then stick to your guns so yeah do it gently do it you know slowly don't be like we're never coming over for christmas again but yeah, you make an excuse like, yeah, it's hard to bring everything for Christmas morning or if there are other like cousins involved, like even last year going to Claire's house, I I asked if we could go to Claire's house and I remember thinking like, this is probably the last year that we could do this because Hazel was old enough to be aware of like other people's gifts and I didn't. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I don't Mm -hmm. want there to be like jealousy or like questioning of like, why did they get this? Our lavish Christmas mornings, you know, it's just like, (laughs) you guys can't keep up and I get it. You know, that's (laughs) tough. But like, (laughs) uh, you know, why did Henry and Molly get a bluey and bingo? That's true. (laughs) Hazel got no bluey and bingo. And it's just like, kids. I forgot about bluey and bingo. They just want each other's stuff and yeah it's like it's just get it gets messy with like mm-hmm. other no families. it totally does and people kind of wanting to like well we want to open our pajamas on christmas eve well we do it yeah we open yeah. them on christmas under the tree you know so just well, little things are the other hard. thing i was gonna say was like when they say like you want to start your own traditions maybe be specific about the traditions you you know rather than just like if it's a specific thing that you're mm-hmm. like we want to do this That'll probably go over better than just telling your parents, like, yeah, we want to do our own traditions. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, why can't that involve, you know, like, it's different if you're like, oh, some friends invited us sledding or I don't know, some other thing where, like, you're going to bow out for a little thing because you have an actual different thing to do. And also, Mm -hmm. is it, 
you want your own memories in your own house. Could your parents be, would you be happy to have them come and mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. totally. You yeah. could even reference like, I look back on Christmases as a kid and how special you made it. And, you know, what good memories I have of like being all together with our family in our house and blah, blah, blah. And I want to, I want to start to like recreate that for my kids and, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe show appreciation for like how That's much you idea. have always loved having Christmas and now you want to, you know, carry mm-hmm. that on for your totally. kids. Yeah, that was, that was what I was thinking about was obviously not all parents are this way, but I think most parents would understand having been the parents that you want a chance to be the parent and, and get to like create some of that magic for your kids because they got to do it. And I I don't know. I think that, I think your parents, my advice is just not to, not to be too worried about it. Cause I think, I feel like it's understandable. To it's very understandable. Want to start your mm-hmm. own traditions. Yeah. I've had this conversation with so many friends with like young kids. I mean, it's like, it's almost like cliche. Everyone just says like, well, you know, we're traveling for Christmas, but it's getting harder. <laughs> it's just like everyone <laughs> feels like that. Cause like the older you get and less time off work and kids, you know, more kids, it's just like, it is really, really hard to travel for every single holiday. So I do think it's very understandable. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next one. Cause it kind of is a similar talking about traveling at the holidays. It says, well, this one's a few different questions wrapped in one. I've been moving around with my significant other for school and gap years for five years now. Never an end in sight. I'm tired of traveling between my close-knit family and our life in, insert random city, depending on the year. How do I feel more rooted in a city when I won't be there long? How do I cope with the FOMO on family gatherings and loneliness of being without friends in a new place? This is tough. I think there's like a couple issues. Number one would be... How do I feel more rooted in the city when I won't be there long? And then how to cope with FOMO and loneliness when like everyone is far away. First, I will put in a little plug. We did an episode um, a while ago. It was a book club episode and it was the book, This is Where You Belong. It was episode number 80. And it's talking all about how to love where you live and feel more like rooted where you live. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we like talked a lot about this topic there. And I think feeling like putting down roots somewhere is a big topic. So I don't know if we have time to like go super in depth on it, but do you guys have any thoughts? Um, We've had a couple moves where we knew we wouldn't be there for long or we thought we wouldn't be there for more than like a year or two. And oh, so my, my first advice is not to tell people that you're not planning on being there for long if you mm-hmm. can get away with just like saying like oh yeah like we're here for school or whatever but like we hope to be here longer you know we really like it here so because when people hear that you are only going to be there for a year or two they mm-hmm. just kind of write you off immediately sometimes and mm-hmm. don't even you don't get really like a chance to they don't want to like bond with you because they're like oh you'll be gone soon but I still think it's like really important to try to make friends and, you know, form form attachments where you live, even if you're not going to be there for long. So just lie to people, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. actually very good advice. I think even subconsciously, 
for yourself. Like don't focus on the fact that it's just temporary Mm -hmm. because I do think like that creates less motivation for you to really get to know people and feel like rooted there too. So yeah, I actually think that's a very good tip. I would say it's for the FOMO with family. That's, I mean, that's really hard. Like I, I felt that before. And especially when everyone's together and you're not getting like text updates because everyone else is together. And so (laughs) they have no reason you're like, everyone's having fun. And like, no one's even like thinking about the fact that I'm not there, which isn't true, but like it feels like that. I've totally had those times and felt that way too. Um, but I would say as for like it, the holidays coming up, especially, I would make a conscious effort if your budget allows and your schedule allows to find out what the like quintessential Christmas things or Thanksgiving things or whatever are to do in your area and like go all out on trying to do them, even if it's just like maybe stuff you wouldn't normally be into. Because if you do end up just being there for a short amount of time, it will be like a fun memory to look back on and be like, remember when we went to this (laughs) random show? Remember when we went to the Toy Soldier? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two Christmases ago, when we went to the Toy Soldier. (laughs) It was actually two Thanksgivings ago because it was like Thanksgiving weekend. I blocked that out. And it's a quintessential (laughs) Cleveland event that's like, oh, it's been going on for 50 years or something. Like it's once in a lifetime, people fly (laughs) in from all over. And I'm so glad we went because it's such a fun memory. And it's so just like it was a random, fun, funny thing. So just find out what, even if you live in like a small town or whatever, you know, find out what there is to do. And so... When you do call your family, if you're not there for the holidays, you can be like, guess what we did this weekend? It was so random. You know, you'll have like something fun to share and it takes maybe the sting out a little bit because it almost feels like, well, this is just a fun adventure that I'm on, you know? Mm-hmm. I, my advice is, I like that advice a lot. My advice is similar to to both of yours. I would say kind of to Anne's point, because um, I'm in a similar boat as far as moving around and not staying in one place for probably the foreseeable future. But I I think it's very scary to become attached to a place when you know that you won't be there very long. Mm-hmm. But just remember that like you can always, you know, you can always come back to this place and you can always visit people, so don't be afraid to make friends and and become attached just because you're moving and I I know I'm very I've realized I'm very nostalgic and very sentimental and I get very sad when I have to leave a place so I I was scared to become attached here in Kirksville but it's it's worth it and there's you know everyone's just a a plane right away so don't be afraid to make friends and then yeah I I think that just because, you know, you're not with your family, it feels like very different and maybe a little lonely to spend holidays just with your significant other. But it can also be very, very fun. As we were just talking about, it's kind of fun to make your own traditions and think about like, what's something that my family had no interest in? Because <laughs> sometimes I have, 
No one's ever interested in my pumpkin pie in this family. I keep everything <laughs> on Thanksgiving. No one wants me to make a pumpkin pie. And I love pumpkin pie. And this year, I, I could have sworn you know, you'd made one. I can make a pumpkin pie and I can enjoy it. Luke doesn't like pumpkin pie, and that is an obstacle, but I can at least make it for myself. So you have as many people who are interested. In the pumpkin pie, as yeah, you but ever it's have. a yeah. You could have made a one at any point. Ratio. <laughs> yeah, that's people. true. That's uh, so I wonder if Gwen will like it. She will. She'd probably uh, love it. That'll be her first <laughs> dessert. But yeah, it's it's fun to make your own traditions too. So try try to focus, like Claire said, on on things that are around and things that you can do. I know it's it's tough to not be by family for the holidays. Yeah, it is really mm-hmm. hard. Okay, so the next question also holiday related is I feel myself dreading the holiday season because I hate how much pressure there is to spend money. Money is so tight for me this year. I'm embarrassed that I can't get friends and family nice gifts and I just want to opt out of any gift exchanges completely, but I don't know how. This one, <laughs> I'm going to say it's tough. We've said it's tough for I know we're like, it's but- <laughs> tough. <laughs> That's why people need help. These are all I tough have, things. <laughs> yeah, I've had some years where money was like very tight to the point where like I wasn't wouldn't buy myself like not necessities but things that border on necessities like you know socks or like good things (laughs) that are like so upsetting (laughs) socks it's hard when you're in that position because it's like any little amount of money you have to spend on a gift is not enough to get a very good gift Mm -hmm. but it's enough money to be like sort of a significant loss Mm-hmm. And so you're like, now not only did I not buy, like, the pair of whatever, you know, you do maybe need, like, something, and you're going without, but it's, you feel like it's for something that the other person doesn't even want, maybe, mm-hmm. or, like, wouldn't yeah. appreciate. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that is a super tough spot to be I know. In. It is really hard. And it's hard. I don't know that I have a good answer because... I think like maybe the quote unquote right answer would be to like just say like, you know, I'm not going to be able to participate in the white elephant or whatever, you know, gift exchange your family does or workplace or whatever. My fear with that would be that people would like get you a gift anyway because they feel bad and then I would feel like double bad. So I just mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just not say anything, but I don't know if that, that that's like the best way to handle it. Um, here's two things I, two like little solutions I thought of. If you're looking for a way to like, if your budget's really small, again, I've been there. I've absolutely been there too. And this year we also, you know, are back to having no money. So I'm right back there again. It's great. Um, but I can empathize hundred percent. So my number one, this is kind of joking, but sort of not with me. Go to Aldi and look in the aisle of shame for presents <laughs> because they have some good stuff. And like, they're, they have some like cute little things that are like fun and maybe the person wouldn't have seen all over Amazon or, you know, they're not maybe like the things they've seen everywhere already. And they're cute and like, they're nice dupes of like name brand things. And I think you'd be surprised at what you could find. So check out the Isle of Shame if you live somewhere with an Aldi. But the second one would be you you get caught in this thing of like, well, I need to spend as much as the people are spending on me. But it's like you 
you don't really. And I think that leads to resentment a lot mm-hmm. when you overspend because then the present you get in exchange, if it's something you wouldn't have bought yourself, it's like, well, I could have bought myself new shoes and now I have this. Like, you, it leads you down like a bad road mentally yeah. mm-hmm. when you like spend more than you're, than you can really afford, then you, it's like, just spend what you can afford. Yeah. Um, the point is not that it has to be, you know, that's not the point of gifting, right? Is like to get, people don't expect the exact same thing. They shouldn't, right? And so I would just pick something small that you really love personally and write like a personal note with it that's like, hey, this is like my favorite brand of dish towel. Like I love these dish towels, like, and or whatever it is. Like, I don't know why dish towels came to mind. I need I actually weirdly was about to mention dish towels. Yeah, like uh, just a thing me, that like, you use all the one time. Geometry I love, dish towel. I would I love one geometry, geometry dish towel. Dish towel. <laughs> Were we all on Brooke Romney's Instagram? <laughs> no. Maybe <laughs> we should do that for each other for Christmas. Just get e- all get just each other dish, one geometry dish, dish towel. Exchange. Actually, that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. It's like ten dollars. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> well, Grace and I went to a favorite things party earlier this year, and. It was so fun. And I think the gift limit was what, like $10, $15? It was pretty cheap, yeah. And it was so fun. And I got a pair of Bombas socks, which I'd never tried before. And I love them. And they're like my prized pair of, they're like my nice pair of socks that I save. So if you just got someone something $10 or less, but it's like, hey, I really love these. Like, I hope you like them too. This is a card Mm -hmm. game that we love. Like, yeah, you know, something, it it doesn't have to be expensive, but I think if it's like, if there's a personal touch, a to personal it. Yeah. reason that yeah. you got it, it's not I think just that like a random a candle that you just found, you know, at Target or something. But it's like yeah. either you thought of them or it's your favorite of something. Mm-hmm. Then it has a little. Although things touch. like candles and lotion, oh, yeah. which are kind of generic, I love you candles. Can find, don't, yeah, I don't, don't know. Find the cheap it. version of something. That there are certain things that can be expensive and the person getting it probably has no way of knowing mm-hmm. how much yeah. you spent mm-hmm. and so like if you just get somebody one lotion of some i don't know something like that where they would just have have no way of knowing how much it even cost they'd probably just assume it was like a 15 dollar gift and maybe it was like eight or something you know mm-hmm. like yeah i never get a gift and then like well they really should have spent more money on me. Yeah, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, no if one thinks If people are that. like that, then they don't really deserve a good gift anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And exactly. I would also say, like, you should, you can just opt out of some, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you some can just gift opt out. You know, if I don't there's think like there should be any shame in that. A favorite things party, or you know, things like that. Just have something else totally going on that miss night. Out on mm-hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. Imagine if Grace during her, you know, her season of not buying necessities for herself had been like guys i'm so sorry i have to bow out of the sibling gift exchange this year we would have been like oh like no problem and no there would have been no shame in it Mm -hmm. we probably all should have opted out too that year Mm -hmm. most likely like is there ever really been a year that all of us were in a good place financially? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Maybe I someday. Think there are a lot of exchanges that we find ourselves in mm-hmm. that we're like, no one's getting each other anything they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. good to check in every once in a while. Last year we were like, 
do we all want to do this exchange? You know, and we're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's I nice think to there give are too many exchanges. No one sometimes. wants, no one's caring about the money of what you're like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The point of it is to just show that you care about people around yeah. the holidays. Mm-hmm. And totally. That you can do that for like $4 if you mm-hmm. want, if yeah. you need to. Or, yeah. I mean, if you live near someone, if it's an exchange with like people you live by, and you were to do like just give someone like a service, like I'll babysit your kids or something like. Mm-hmm. I, I would love that. I was going to really that be happy too. to. Have you guys still seen that episode of Happy Endings with Alex's coupon books? But I would love a coupon book. Yeah, coupons were not. You have to. You have to offer a real favor. Did I give me a coupon book one year? Really? Yeah. Like as an adult? <laughs> stuff you were already doing. <laughs> like looking for a night somewhere. What? When I was a teenager? <laughs> no, it was when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> I did not remember. <laughs> I also had no money then. I was a newlywed. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I wasn't it very good to get her back. Stuff then. that you're already doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it has to actually be happen. something that something would be that they a sacrifice. <laughs> 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 okay, we got to move on because we got more questions to get through. Okay, you guys, this one is wacky and wild, and I just. I have so many other questions. I I need to know who submitted this. It says, my friend once misheard me in a conversation. And long story short, I would love the long story, though. (laughs) Now thinks I'm obsessed with French onion soup. She's always (laughs) asking me about French onion soup. And she's told other people how much I love French onion soup. This has gone on for two years. How do I tell her that this has all been a big misunderstanding and I'm not obsessed with French onion soup? This you one needs cannot. so <laughs> you much more live, content. Me too. I could well, not love this one more. I'm like, my qu- number one question is like, is she making you eat French onion soup? Like, what's yeah. the problem here? What's the issue? Is it an integrity thing? Like, you feel like you're living a lie at this point? Is it real French onion soup? Is it like from a mix? Because is it Lipton? Yeah. Well, it says she's always asking me about, about <laughs> what is she asking you? Well, the thing is here. <laughs> The thing, the like, thinks <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was like French she thinks you soup. make what it all the time. Like? Yeah, French onion soup. I have no advice. This has just. I'm thinking of people I know who cook <laughs> yeah. a lot, and I'm like, I wonder if one of them submitted it because maybe this person has a reputation for cooking all the time, and so yeah, they feel like it's not you know honest if they're misleading people. Here's my two ideas. Number one. You could take the somewhat cowardly way out, which is probably what I would do, and have something that you really do like instead of French onion soup. And the next time they ask you about French onion soup, be like, oh, well, you know what? I actually have a new obsession. And then just Mm -hmm. tell whatever it is that you currently are into and be like, that's kind of my new, that's my new French onion soup. And just kind of like, get them off the topic completely. I don't know if that would work. And then the other one, that's a little cowardly though. It's not facing it head on, but you know, I, you don't want to make them feel foolish that they've been mistaken. But if you want to be honest, I respect that totally. You could do what I like to do, which is when I need to say something and I'm worried the other person will get their feelings hurt or not like what I have to say. 
I try to make the person think I'm going to say something really, really bad and really scary. <laughs> and so this I could say like, so bad it could backfire badly. I never said this was good, but this is what I would do is say like, hey, I do the old, we need to talk or call me text. <laughs> so, so dumb. Or be like, hey, I have something I've been meaning to tell you. And like, I just don't know how, how you're going to take it. And like, they're going to be imagining the worst. They're going to be like, she had, you know, a horrible life tragedy. She's angry at me for some reason. I don't know what I'm saying she, it could be he. But like, they're angry at me. And then it's just like, there just was actually misunderstanding. And I'm not actually that into French onion soup. No. No? No. You can't. Claire, this was a joke can, response from Claire. Yeah. It's kind of a joke. But I, I mean, it's I always a relief when it's not something person, that bad. But you're in too deep. <laughs> kind of. You're a French onion girly now. There's worse things to be. Yeah. You, no, you can get out. You can get out by not only Claire's – I would take Claire's cowardly thing one <laughs> step further and make it a, an actual lie because I would say <laughs> – You'll never believe what happened. <laughs> I had too much French onion soup, and now I'm just so sick of it. Mm-hmm. I, that I can't sit it. Because then they'll think realistic. you're funny. They'll think that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now not only do you get out of this situation, but they think you're funny. So you come out ahead. But I feel like it's going to become even more of a thing where it's like, oh, remember, oh, French onion soup, like, can't bring it up around you because you hate it now. Like, it's yeah, going to become a thing. Like, you're reveling in the glory. It's fine. I mean, everyone loves yeah, they, attention. They know you as the French onion girl. Like, I don't know. I think Capitalize that you have to embrace who you are now because changing it entirely, admitting that you never liked it in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's going to change your whole personality in their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of true. So, so I, I don't think you have that option. I think you try every recipe for French onion soup on the internet and you become the expert and you start mm-hmm. advising people. Ooh, lean in. Your new life. Yeah, lean into it. It's What's really so good. French onion soup? It's a great soup. I love it's, French onion soup. It's a classy it's soup. One of the soups that I do love. You should reserve at French Onion Soup Girly on Instagram just in case you want to like take this somewhere. <laughs> like capitalize on it. <laughs> but please okay. DM us because we need please, more. Please, I need, need more information. information. Please. Yes. <laughs> Okay, the next one says, how can I make meal planning and grocery shopping easier and efficient? I want to, first of all, get the Paprika app if you have not already. I think we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a fantastic app. And then you can just go from your recipes that you have. You can just easily upload recipes from websites. Then you just go straight from the recipe. You click on this little button and it imports the ingredients into a grocery list. So easy. But I also, Claire has an amazing spreadsheet that has all, it has a master list of her recipes and it has like a monthly, no, a a seasonal meal plan. Look at her face. She's so proud. <laughs> She's so proud. I'm like I. I have I'm to. Like, did I look proud? Sure I, was I was trying like, to have like downcast eyes. Like you didn't think your face was doing a proud look. <laughs> I just felt uncomfortable. <laughs> the fake humility. I just. I just need to make sure that the full glory is put oh, out there because no, I don't want her to so be humble about you, it. It was so impressive to me. And in ten years, I hope I'm as organized. <laughs> About my recipes. Well, it's not perfect because I actually was going to talk about that and how I've like even fallen off from that lately. (laughs) 
But it is nice because the thing about paprika, I feel like I have to keep dumbing it down into like smaller and smaller choices. Because the problem with meal planning for me is it's so completely overwhelming because I feel like I could get lost in a rabbit hole of like looking up new recipes and, you know, trying to like perfect just the perfect slate of meals, you know. And that just becomes really time wasting and like it just, yeah, it's daunting. And then I procrastinate it more. And so the simpler, the better. So paprika, I love for saving the actual recipes themselves, but scrolling through all of my recipes can be overwhelming because sometimes I'm like, is this, you know, a weeknight meal? Is this more of like a special occasion thing? Are these desserts? Are these breads? There's so many things in there that I like to have the spreadsheet because it's like, these are just dinners. And some of them don't even have a recipe. It's like pancakes and bacon or like grilled cheese and soup. Like it's something we don't need a recipe for, but it's just like a simple thing I could make. But then lately I did have like my seasonal meal rotations and those worked for like about a year and a half. But lately my kids have just been like stinkers about eating what I make. Not all of them, but a few of them. And so the other day I just was like, okay, I was like, just tell me what you guys want for dinner. Like what meals do I make that you actually like? Now, I know I'm probably going to get some pushback on this because it doesn't reflect well on like my children and my parenting. I don't think kids need to be catered to all the time. I don't only make things they like, but sometimes I just need to know that like they will eat it happily, you know? So I made a list of all the things they told me they like for dinner. And lately I've been picking a few of those and then a few of like my normal recipes and blending them together. And and the things they like, it's like 12 things. It's a lot of the same things over and over. But I'm just kind of like, I just need to pick. The lazy genius calls them brainless crowd pleasers. Like your things that just like, you know, everyone likes and you've made them a million times. So I've been, I keep dumbing it down, like siphoning it like smaller and smaller <laughs> into like, I only have like 12 recipes now, but I know a system that works really well for a lot of people, and this is like, you probably tried this, but like the Monday's pasta, Tuesday's soup, Wednesday's a sandwich, you know, like you have a category that helps you for every day of the week, or you double your recipe and you always eat the same thing two days in a row. I just had an idea. It's not a very good one, but I think it sounds (laughs) kind of fun. Sometimes if I, because I have a list of meals that I like, but I get overwhelmed by seeing all of them. And I thought to myself, what if I did a random number, just Googled random number generator Mm -hmm. and got one Mm -hmm. and whatever row it went to. And then I had it, but then I have still have a veto option, but you only get one or two. (laughs) You need a veto. Uh (laughs) Because I don't want to be forced to this. That sounds sounds like a game. It's sort of like on, we've talked about before chasing Poppy when you, when he was supposed to (laughs) write down the names and say which one he hoped the doctor was holding. Mm-hmm. I love that we've referred to chasing <laughs> Poppy more than once. It made on a the big podcast. impression. But <laughs> if that number pops up and I don't like the meal, then I'm like, well, now I know I truly didn't want to eat it, and I'll pick something else. <laughs> yeah, now I know what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think you need a master list of some kind. Whether that's I on paprika categorize my recipes, so I have like a list of dinner recipes, a list of lunch, you know, but you could just have them listed on your phone or whatever. And then as far as grocery shopping, 
Walmart Plus. I was going to say, it to just it has again. to be Walmart Plus. There's Walmart no other Plus way. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> I've said this multiple times. It literally has changed my life for the better, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm it actually mad at Claire. It has improved my life. Because I was telling her for so long to get Walmart Plus, and she's like, me, 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 hemming and hawing. Then she got it. Without telling me, I could have gotten $20 <laughs> referral. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, the nerve. Claire. I'm sorry. So. I did it late at night. I could have gotten a discount because Dave's a student too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I didn't want to wake stuff. him up to like figure out his stuff. I just was like, I need to sign up now. So I <laughs> I blew money right and left on it. But it's not that expensive. So it's I was just expensive. like, I just need this. Yeah. It's just- amazing. And it really, you still have to go to the store for certain things. I'm still in stores plenty, but like, just to be like, oh, I need to get groceries for the week. And like, I can have a full week's worth of groceries on my doorstep, like in a couple hours. I mean, it's amazing. It really I'm is. I'm never in stores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shop exclusively through Walmart Plus. Oh, Molly had the audacity to be like, you always make us go to stores. We always have to go to stores with you. And I was like, if you had, I didn't say this to her. I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. But in my mind, I was like, if she had any idea what life was as a child before online shopping and like grocery pickup and grocery <laughs> delivery, yeah. we lived oh. in stores. Mm-hmm. We lived For in stores in our day. the tiniest little things. <laughs> mm-hmm. The most boring. I, I loved mean, it. I actually enjoyed it, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, know. it's just funny because I'm like, kids these days do not understand how little they go shopping compared yeah. to like how mm-hmm. we used to be. Okay, last question. I want to be more motivated to dress nicely, not in sweats, as per my usual. How do you find the motivation to dress nice when you don't leave the house? Grace, are you going to talk about your nice pants? Yeah, so I have oh, my nice pants. Are you just I, I, when I read this question, I was like, this is Grace's time to shine. Well, it's my time to shine, except that it's explicitly said not in sweats. But I recently, in the last month or so, have had a sort of a mindset shift when it comes to my sweats and my comfy clothes which is that for years I've been like I need to dress nicely even when I'm not leaving the house like I should I wish I were a type of person that like got up and put on a nice shirt and jeans and mm-hmm. wore jeans all day long mm-hmm. but I I only just recently came to terms with the fact that I'm never gonna do that mm-hmm and there are nicer – you can have nicer sweats and you can have bad sweats. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I've been investing in nicer comfy shirts and worse comfy shirts. So I've mm-hmm. been trying to invest in like nicer like joggers or things like that that are super cozy but also look sort of like a real pair of pants and having plenty of them so I don't save them up because sometimes if I only <laughs> yeah. have one or two like soft good pants – I save them up when they're clean because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm saving this for a special occasion. That's like me with my Bombas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have been into Bombas lately and I was like, I'm just going to get enough so that like I'm never saving up my Bombas. I just wear the Bombas, mm-hmm. you know? What a and I actually got into Bomba t- Bombas t-shirts because they're really soft. I don't know. I, I just not know. They like, even made shirts. They only make like gray, white, and black. That's like plain colored t-shirts. But yeah. like... A nicer looking plain colored tee Mm -hmm. is a nice shirt and it's so comfy. You don't need, you know, so I don't know. Maybe you could find a mid ground where like you're actually investing in athleisure Mm -hmm. that makes you feel good and like 
looks good. That's yeah. exactly than what I feel was like you say. gave up. Yeah, because I Take follow advantage this of the time that we live in. I follow this influencer. She dresses very cute every day, and she's big on the like. I just get up. I get dressed. I get ready for the day. I always have. That's how I was raised, and like I respect it. But it's always yeah. It's always like a high waisted jean and like a top that ne- clearly needed to be steamed, and it's tucked in. And I'm just like, I just. I can't imagine. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I can do that if for like, you know, a a date night or something or like a like a baby shower, but I'm not going to do that every day. Like there's just I just can't live like that. So I've totally had a mindset shift in that as well, where I've been like, okay, I'm going to start looking for like, yeah, like long sleeve tees, you know, crew neck sweatshirts, like things that I would realistically wear, but they're not like in our family, we have this saying um, when an item of clothing is old drab. <laughs> it's like, it's like usually a shirt, but I guess it could be anything. But it's like, you know, your lounge items that you wear, or not even necessarily lounge, but like you're just go to day to day things when it's not like a special day, but you just wear them into the ground and they're just like in tatters, basically. Mm-hmm. And this actually, what I'm wearing now was one of mom's old drabs that she left <laughs> on her mission. <laughs> So like, instead of, I tend to have like my old drabs or I have like church clothes, like there's no one yeah. between. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just, you don't have to like go whole hog, but just be like, oh, I'm going to get, or like with shoes, like, oh, I'm going to get like a cute pair of Nikes that's like a little more trendy. And I feel a little more put together when I have these on, as opposed to like, running shoes that are like 10 years old, you know? So just try to like elevate a little bit. It's not realistic to, and then you'll be excited to wear them because they're like nice comfy clothes, you know? So Um, I also want to add, I, this has been weighing on me for a long time. So I've put a lot of thought into it, but like, I think that if I were to wake up and have a routine where I like immediately got dressed you know first thing in the morning in my very cute but still comfy clothes I would feel more put together because sometimes once you get your kids up who knows Mm -hmm. what the morning's gonna bring and it might be nap time by the time I get Mm -hmm. dressed so I you know I'm just in my pajamas for most of the morning or whatever and so I, I do think having like a little bit of a routine in the morning where you you do get dressed would help. But mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I it doesn't have to be in jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think to don't make you feel jeans, like good. Jeans are like for going out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been having. I have the same problem where I have this expectation. I feel like I find style influencers on Instagram that are wearing like. Yeah, like what Claire said, like a, a clearly steamed or ironed outfit. And I'm like, that's so cute. And for a while, I kind of dressed like that. But recently, I decided I'm just, I picked one influencer who has more attainable style, like, you know, sweats, leggings, jeans, shirts. She's very, she's very easy to copy. And I just decided I'm, I'm just only going to wear the formulas that she tells me to wear because I think they're cute and I don't have to think about 
them. Like I just, I'm like, I have that and that and that in my closet or something like it. So this, that's what I'm going to wear tomorrow or that's what I'm going to wear this morning. So, uh, take, take the thought out of it maybe a little bit. Uh, that's not going to work for everybody, but I've liked it so far. It it helps me feel, and I know it's cute because I've seen it on someone else and I'm not second guessing my, my outfits. That's great advice. I think Mm -hmm. also a little accessory goes a long way. So... I think I was just telling Claire this. I want to be somewhere, someone who wears like a baseball cap <laughs> because mm-hmm. that can take an outfit from like you may have just like rolled out of bed to, oh, no, like you're intentionally like mm-hmm. looking sporty cool. mm-hmm. you're or cool like an, a cute pair of like gold, little gold hoops, like yeah. just a little mm-hmm. something. That's yeah. so funny that you say that because I wear a baseball cap a lot. And it's always because I've just rolled out of bed and <laughs> yeah. I have to take do like a work meeting and <laughs> my hair looks greasy. Oh, mine yeah. too. That's why yeah. I'm doing it. That's it's why every duty. woman does, but and man, I think that's why everyone who wears. But for some reason, when it. other people do it, I don't. I'm not suspicious. I assume it's like yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, like uh, look at that. You, did you shower? Look today? at the confidence. You're just there. like oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, speaking of gold hoops, just I think Anne was the one who introduced me to these. If you want ones that you can just put in your ears and sleep in and shower and sweat in forever, uh, made by Mary, live-in hoops are the way to go. Ooh, I need some good ones. They just stick it. They just connect to themselves, and they're just a little loop always in there. Very cute. One more thing I might posit is consider maybe – like I was talking about just plain colored t-shirts, but we consider tops that work well with both a sweatpant or a pair of nicer pants, because then you can midday decide, like mm-hmm. I changing your shirt midday is a whole thing. Like that's mm-hmm. an outfit change, but changing your pants midday doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Oh, you could get to two I or couldn't get through the day without it. Yeah. And be like, I want to go out or like, I want to look, good for some you know like you suddenly get a burst of energy you could pop on some jeans mm-hmm. really easy i don't know that no that's that that's great advice like, what would that be like like a like henley a t-shirt <laughs> I, I don't know any sort of like t-shirt, t-shirt or sweatshirt mm-hmm. there are plenty of yeah. things you could get away with <laughs> anything but like a button-up or blouse pretty mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. well you guys know what's coming next who wants to sing with me Problem what? solved. Problem is solved. Do you guys remember that? I don't remember. I I'm totally, singing a few problem solving episodes again. In the words of Peg plus Cat, we solve the problem, so everything is awesome. Problem solved. I'm just kidding. Um, what? <laughs> Did we change what where problem solving came from? No, I remember. Her doing I was this last I was time. weaving Thirty Rock and Peg plus Cat together into you know <laughs> multiple references. Um, I wish that were true, that the problem was fully solved. We we know that, you know, at worst, this was entertaining. At best, it was just a bit helpful. Um, but we hope that, you know, you enjoyed the ride. Let's do weekly wins. I'll start since I'm already talking. We had Halloween this week. Um, we decided to all go out together to start trick-or-treating. When I say we, I mean like my little family. But I want, I felt bad not, you know, staying behind and passing out candy. I knew the little kids wouldn't last the whole time. So I was like, we'll go out together. And then, you know, when the little kids peter out, I'll go home and hand out candy. 
but I wanted to leave a bowl, you know, with a take one sign. And I knew full well, I was like, the candy will get stolen. But you know, at least I tried. And maybe the people that see the empty bowl will like, at least be like, oh, you know, they tried. But I get home and the bowl was gone too. I was like, oh man. I was like, I like that bowl. And as I was leaving it, I thought to myself, Claire, this is a bad idea. The bowl's going to get stolen. And it was like a stainless steel mixing bowl. It wasn't like, I was like, I wish I just had like a Dollar Tree bowl, you know, to put out or something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to tell Dave that I got our bowl stolen. And he's not like he'd be mad, like raging about it. But I just was like embarrassed that my bad idea had led to this, you know? So he walks up, he starts walking up the driveway and I'm on the porch handing out candy and I'm like, they took our bowl. And he's like, what? And we're both laughing. And then he was kind of like looking out at the road and he's like, oh, wait. And he goes, and the bowl had been ditched like at the edge of the yard. So my theory is that some kids grabbed it and as they ran, they just like tossed the bowl. But I was like, I was like, well, that was nice. And he's like, that was nice. It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really touched. They left the bowl. So that was my weekly win. I didn't mind that the candy was gone and I was grateful to still have my bowl. So that's all. That's a pretty sad win. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your, your candy was stolen. <laughs> I actually don't know that it was stolen. Maybe the wind just carried the bowl away or something. And, and all and, the candy. But where's the candy? Well, maybe yeah, it all be been so taken. Naive, Claire. I don't know. I'd like to think. But who knows? <laughs> My win is that I'm I'm kind of all consumed this week with bread because I am part of we have like a, a f- little food club here that I... Oh, I remember because you had your yeah. sweet cookies, right? I had my, my cookie activity. So this this coming week is another activity and I got it in my head to make like pumpkin-shaped bread, you know, like... Wait, Tess, is the club that? just that you make food for everyone? Why do you keep having to make no. the food? The club is anything to do with food. It's very loose. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's anything I dream up. Uh, or my, my partner who also does it, but... It's not her month. It's my month again. So we were having, we had like a soda night a couple months ago. This time I'm like, we're all going to make pumpkin shaped bread. And this was a mistake because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work and I'm worried, but, uh, but it has been very fun. I, I successfully made a loaf of artisan bread that looks like a little pumpkin and Cute. it was just so exciting the first because the first few were a failure so i just am very excited about it and uh there's not really any any takeaways from this weekly win but i'm happy to share tips if anyone would like to make is it like with bread. the string that you put i was around? wondering that too yeah you tie a string around <laughs> let me let me pull up a pick I tried making rolls like that one time and it failed so much. Oh, yeah, rolls. Super- that would be a lot very of work hard. Per roll. <gasps> cute. So cute. Oh, that's wow, darling. That's very impressive. So there, wow. there's that's that. really cute. So I'm I'm excited about it. I love that the podcast is <laughs> going cute. <laughs> we'll post them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched on Halloween the um the movie the new Poirot movie 
Mm. A Haunting in Venice. Oh, fun. It was on Hulu. And it was fine. It was good. I I wasn't like I was happy I watched it. It was fun. But you know the win? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of a win. I mean I I would I would recommend I'd give it one thumb up, you know? Okay. But Mm -hmm. reviews were like pretty positive, which confused me. Because if you've ever read any of the the Poro books or seen any of like the other shows, he's supposed to be like a quirky, funny, like weird little man. Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Branagh is like plays him very stern. Mm. Mm-hmm. I always thought Kenneth Branagh was a strange choice to yeah, to and him. Yeah, reviews, he's not a Poro. Reviews no. are like they're like, oh, he's hilarious. His <laughs> I'm like, what? They're like, he really carried. <laughs> All his quirks, and I'm like, Mm-mm. he's has none of his quirks. I feel like he Stanley Tucci would be head. the perfect pro. Oh, he would That's be the like perfect one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, one thumb up. Go ahead and watch it. It was fine, but can someone <laughs> like, yeah, just affirm that he is not that funny as Poro, please? Mm-hmm. Okay, my weekly win is just all the businesses that are here. <laughs> retail yeah i love that we have swig are you going all the time i saw you drinking out of that cup i didn't even really register yeah we i've gone i've gone three times to swig that's not too bad bad. yeah Yeah, it's not too bad it's like uh, it's like maybe 15 minutes away so it's not like it's right by my house we have torchies tacos which is really good i we've been to torchies twice (laughs) and I thought it was good, but I was like, I don't know, like, I couldn't tell if Matt loved it or not, but then he was the one that wanted to go the second time. I was like, we should go to Chick-fil-A, and he was like, well, we could go to Torchies. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, we've got Torchies, we've got Chick-fil-A, we've got, we don't have Culver's. I thought that Brahms could maybe be a replacement for Culver's. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't. You that weren't that impressed. impressed. Oh. Was the but ice cream good at least? It was fine. I think. <gasps> wow, I thought it was supposed to be really good. I think I just need to give it another chance. Maybe I just got the wrong thing because I hate when people are like, "Oh, I tried Culver's and it was fine," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, did you even get pretzel bites?" Like, yeah. Sometimes you go <laughs> and you just get the wrong thing. Or I also it think was people not day. saying you're this way, but I think people just have way too high of expectations for like a fast food restaurant. Yeah, a lot of times mm-hmm. too. That's true. Not but that sometimes you were it just doing that. it really kicks in when you've had it like twenty plus times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start being How like, this is, is so yeah. good. I and it just has nostalgia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm impressed you miss Culver's because I thought. With all these newfangled places, and once you had Chick Fil A at your fingertips, I was like, "She's not even gonna think. She's not even gonna look back at Culver's. She's no, not even I gonna really look over her shoulder." Bites. <laughs> I like really, really miss them. I <laughs> Swig has pretzel bites, and they're okay. There's also an Auntie Anne's here that has like a drive-through. Whoa, whoa! I'm interested I didn't know that to existed. See if their cheese is hot mm-hmm. or just a cold little <laughs> pre-made packet. package of cheese. Mm-hmm. So. I'll update soon. But yeah, it's just like, I just have to forget about Culver's. I just have to forget it exists and mm-hmm. and I'll be happy again. But yeah, I just, I like living somewhere with so many, so many places to go and try. <laughs> so it's been fun. 
Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.